yeah, welcome back to the podcast. I am so bad at doing these intros, but I'll eventually get there. <laughs> um, just quick heads up, I'm going to be talking about leaks for the Batman, leaks for Kenobi, and leaks for um, a bunch of the shit. So, spoilers ahead if any of the leaks are true, and if you don't want to know anything about uh, um, anything to do with the Batman, because I think those leaks are more likely to be true. <laughs> Um, click off or um, skip ahead. I'll leave time codes in the description. So, the Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson was hated <laughs> for so many years before he was announced in uh, in this film. I think the only film that he did that people really got on board with was um the Lighthouse. Before that, he hadn't really been in much since Twilight and. People hated him. They were just, oh, we don't want sparkly vampire boys, Batman. But I am so ridiculously hyped for him in this film. And if I'm honest, he's one of the best parts of the Twilight films. Um, I've, I've watched all of them, unfortunately. But the whole, like, thing about him being cast in this role, it, it seemed like odd casting at first, but... Just seeing him as Bruce Wayne, seeing him in the suit, he looks so much like just comic book Batman, it's insane. And the whole kind of vibe of this film seems to be very, not gothic like Tim Burton's Batman, but still kind of that kind of like, that kind of vibe. And I'm I'm definitely for that, I think. That's where they should be, um, that's where they should be going with the Batman character because the last time we saw Batman on screen was in Justice League and I I fucking hate Ben Affleck's Batman. I like I, I like Ben Affleck as an actor. I just think like what the fuck were they thinking? They made him kill people, they just made him like I don't, I don't know what Hollywood's obsession is with like depressed superheroes, but they seem to really like it. I get Batman is like depressed because like his parents died and he's all kind of like just kind of cooped up in a cave all the time but it still just annoys the shit out of me that they they continue to make him like kill people and be like that like they did it in the 80s because no one really knew who Batman was then he wasn't really that mainstream he was in the Adam West and that was it (laughs) like no one knew what a dark Batman was but it's been over 30 years since that film came out we need to just shift up and make him proper Batman. <laughs> like when Gotham is doing better Batman portrayals than the movies, it's you know you've hit a problem. <laughs> and speaking of Gotham, I think the closest representation to the version of Gotham that we're seeing in Batman is uh, Gotham, the TV show. I think it, they seem to have very similar kind of vibes of Gotham. I think this version seems a bit darker, but I definitely like the um, I definitely like the look of it from the trailers, and it looks very it does look very Tim Burton esque. It looks very kind of like not unrealistic, but it's just odd, like kind of gothic and weird and like kind of abstract. And I I like the look of I like the look of it. Um, and that goes the same for the villains. Uh, they're definitely very different. Um, at least design wise from the comics uh riddler looks like a fucking psycho in a raincoat it's not 
it's nothing like the Jim Carrey portrayal of Riddler. It is so, so drastically different. And as for Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, the design I'm not a big fan of, but I think it works for this film. At least the film, the kind of vibe the trailer's giving off. Um, But I don't think we've ever really had a good Catwoman on screen because Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was just boring. I think the one in Gotham was good for the first few seasons and Michelle Pfeiffer was... Well, (laughs) crazy. But I think that it's also nice to see a different portrayal of the Riddler in live action again because last time we saw that was in Batman Forever and as much as I like Jim Carrey's portrayal of Riddler I think this is a nice a nice shift and it's kind of feels like a like a more exaggerated darker version of the one from Gotham who was a bit darker than any portrayal of Riddler I've seen in like media because I'm not I don't really read many Batman comics so in Gotham, he is... Spoilers for Gotham, he is a... Like, he's basically... turns It accidentally turns into a killer. And it's quite a weird storyline, but I think it's nice seeing a... It's it's still definitely the Riddler, but it's it's a cool idea to see him as a... Um, a like, a kind of Zodiac-esque killer. It's, it's, it's a weird choice, but I like it. And as for the penguin, uh, by uh, played by Col- uh, Colin Farrell, that is like weird casting, but like surprisingly good casting from what I've seen. Like it looked really, really interesting. That, like, and he's covered in makeup, and he looks nothing like Colin Farrell, but the um the makeup is insanely good, and the accent that he's put on because Colin Farrell's Irish, I think, and he um. And the accent he put on is crazy, just, like, from the few lines he says in the trailers. And the I think the final villain is Falcone, but he isn't... I don't think he's going to be a big part of the film. Falcone isn't ever really a big part of Batman. He's just kind of in the background. I mean, I think in most portrayals of Gotham, he's either killed off quite early or put in Arkham. It's, it's kind of weird. But, um... The kind of the leaks I've been hearing hint at another villain being in the film, and is your last chance to kind of turn away. Um, so, the leaks that the Joker is going to be in the film. I really hope aren't true because the actor that they are they are saying is going to be portraying the Joker, is the guy from Eternals. <laughs> I don't even know the actor's name. I don't remember that character's name. I just know he was in Eternals and he's Irish. And he looks nothing like any version of the Joker should ever look. Like, I don't want to be that guy because, like, people said that about Heath Ledger. But, like, Heath Ledger's Joker was essentially just the Joker, but messy. That was just the look. It was just, like, he still had the smile, the green hair, the makeup. It was just smudged and, like, the suit was dirty. Jared Leto was that kid that turns 18 and gets every tattoo he can possibly get and then gets his teeth knocked out. And I, I don't even fucking... Like, like Jack Nicholson was probably the most accurate version. And then you've got, like, 
Jerome in Gotham and then Jeremiah in Gotham, who are basically the same character, but one's boring. Um, both really good portrayals of the Joker, by the way, probably my favourite versions. But all the fan art I've seen of <laughs> this guy as the Joker just... It doesn't look very good. I hope that if they do do it, it looks cool. If, um, I mean, they've definitely got the budget to make it look cool, but I just hope they go for a kind of classic Joker design and don't try and make it look different. Because I don't think... like You can't change the Joker's design. Riddler is an outdated design that needs to be changed. The Riddler, as silly as he looks, can be intimidating in any universe. You just have to get the right actor and the right director which they definitely have the right director matt reeves i haven't seen i think i've ever seen any of his films but from what i hear he is a talented director that definitely deserves to do this so if they do the joker he's not gonna be an integral part of this film and i just i just hope they don't fuck it up (laughs) but um apart from that there's not really much else to talk about that's been leaked because um all the other things that were leaked have now been announced like the tv show uh the gcpd tv show that's getting released on hbo max and other stuff like that but apart from that there's not really much else to talk about um besides my own theories and stuff which i've made a video on i'll leave a link uh but yeah moving on (laughs) Um, two other shit. <laughs> Kenobi is um being released on May twenty fifth, which is the weirdest release. Disney like May fourth. Come on, May fourth. Uh, May twenty fifth. I think it is the anniversary of the original Star Wars being released, which is cool, which is nice. But at the same time, can we please, please, please release something on May fourth? Something needs to come out. Um, whether it's, I think it might be the trailer that's probably coming out, but um, they, there hasn't been many uh, leaks for Kenobi that have been fully proven as accurate. A lot of them have been disproven. <laughs> Not many of them, from to my knowledge, have been proven fully accurate. The most recent one is that Hayden Christensen is going to be de-aged in the show, which is a thing I think we all know, or at least assumed, because... Why would they get him back if he isn't going to be playing Anakin in flashbacks or in a vision? It it doesn't make sense. But I think apart from uh, that leak, uh, the other leaks have been basically about um, spoilers, I guess. This is big spoilers. Kenobi and Vader meeting and them definitely fighting, which is something I... I have mixed feelings on, which I'll get to. But um, moving on from that, another list of leaks have been like Boba Fett showing up, Cad Bane showing up, Inquisitors showing up, which I'm pretty sure has been confirmed that. And then there's things like there's a young Luke in the show, young Leia, Bail Organa, Yoda, Qui-Gon. <laughs> All these like insane like just characters showing up. But... I am worried for this show because it seems like, (laughs) from the stuff I've been hearing, this show seems to be like the make or break for the Star Wars fandom. Like, if this show does badly, the whole fandom crumbles. 
I doubt that, but um, after the disappointment that was Book of Boba Fett, we definitely need a win um, as Star Wars fans. We definitely need something to be exceptional, I guess. And Ewan McGregor was definitely the best part of the prequels, and uh, at least the, the best actor in the prequels, that, that's for definite. Um, and apart, to be honest, there's been a lot of sequel hate recently, and a lot of prequel nostalgia, and I think you can't hate on the prequels now, it's not allowed, um, because the prequels were written by George Lucas, so they are perfect, they're not perfect films, they are terrible films, but, um, uh, yeah, moving on from prequel hate, because I'm not gonna get into that argument, um, they have released, like, a few plot synopsis things that detail, like, the, like, the amount of episodes, which I think there's six or six or seven episodes of the show, and I've saw, I saw a live stream by a Star Wars theory that was talking about how it doesn't seem like enough episodes, um, I don't know what he thinks is going to be happening in this show besides him sitting in a hut, um, and, like, fighting sand people, I, 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 like, I, I don't think this show really has, like, people are hyped for the show, I'm hyped for this show, but I just, I'm worried that they're gonna throw too much into it, like they did with Book of Boba Fett, which was one of the most disappointing things about that show, is that they took the plot for what could have been maybe four Mandalorian episodes and just shoved it all into into three uh, Book of Boba Fett episodes. And it really annoyed me, that. It really, really did, uh, it really did annoy me. But, um, yeah, moving on from that. The, um, cast list got released and... Ewan McGregor's confirmed to be in it, obviously. Um, Aiden Christensen's confirmed to be in it. And IMDb isn't very accurate, but I'm pretty sure like people like James Earl Jones have been confirmed to be in it to voice Vader. And then there are people that are saying that Palpatine is showing up. I don't want Palpatine to show up, because if you really look at these shows as the bridge between episode 3 and episode 4, You've got to... You, you can't be revealing stuff. Because the whole point of Star Wars is you're meant to watch it in chronological order. Like, after this show releases, you would watch episode 1, episode 2, episode 3. Well, episode 1, episode 2. Clone Wars, episode 3. Kenobi, Rogue One. Well, Solo, Rogue One. <laughs> and then the originals. And then you'd watch Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. All those shows. But if you include the Emperor, it just kind of ruins it. It ruins the whole reveal of him in um, Empire. I know he was already revealed in the prequels, but it just doesn't... It doesn't sit right with me. I, I just don't think... And also, I'm so fed up of seeing the Emperor. I think everyone is. And also, as much as I like the actor that plays it, I can't pronounce his name. He... Uh, I, th- I think he's getting old, and I don't think he wants to do this anymore. And if you really need the Emperor, just get Sam Witwer to voice him and have him come out of the shadows, I guess. But don't be having him in, like, every episode, and people that want Vader in every episode and stuff, and it's like, well, make campaign for a Vader show. Don't <laughs> stop making them shove everything into this one show. And 
personally, I want this show to be a kind of compact six-episode story only taking place on Tatooine. Although, at this point, I am so fed up with seeing that fucking planet. It is ridiculous. I am so bored of Tatooine. If I see any more sand in Star Wars, I'm going to break my TV. It's just... It, it's getting ridiculous. It's uh, it's kind of weird how dependent they are on that planet. And it kind of ruins the originals. Because you watch, like... I watched Phantom Menace um, the other day. And I was just like, oh, God, we're back on Tatooine. Like... Like, we had a whole show set on Tatooine with Boba Fett, and then we had a whole, uh, like, two, we've had two episodes of Mandalorian set on Tatooine, we've had, got another show being set on Tatooine, um, most of the films are set on Tatooine, or, like, have parts set on Tatooine, it's just, it's so, so weird how obsessed they are with that planet, <laughs> um, but apart from all the leaks and stuff, I am excited for this show. I really hope that uh, Deborah Chow, I think her name is, is um, she's directing. I hope she does a good job with it. Dave Filoni is also supervising, like, the producing and stuff. John Favreau is also, I'm pretty sure, although not many people are happy with that man, seeing as he wrote most of Book of Boba Fett. Great job, John. <laughs> um, speaking of Book of Boba Fett, I don't think they're getting a season two, or if they are, people are not going to be watching it. <laughs> um, Mandalorian season three is also coming out at some point this year, I think. I, I just, I don't even care anymore. There's too much fucking Star Wars. There's too much of, like, I'm just oversaturated <laughs> with, with Star Wars stuff. It's not fun anymore. Not fun. But, um, yeah, apart from all the leaks and all the shit surrounding Star Wars at the moment... I am excited to see where this show goes. I'm excited to see, hopefully, Qui-Gon again. I'm excited to see where Obi-Wan has been for the past five, ten years, or however long this takes place after Revenge of the Sith. And as weird as it is, I am excited to see Vader and Obi-Wan probably fight again. Um, obviously, that obviously that would mean he'd have to go off-world, which is just so bad. But if they have to do it, do it correctly. And that's all I kind of have to say about Kenobi. It's not enough to be talking about uh, to make a whole <laughs> a whole podcast on. So, yeah, those are my general thoughts on Kenobi. <laughs>